All right. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fire Podcast. You guys may already know my name is Nadira. You can call me Na. I am the founder and CEO of her nonprofit organization. So, you know, I just wanted to come on here and just see how you guys are doing. We're in August. Um, the 6th was my birthday. I'm so excited about that. I turned 33. I guess um, people kept asking me, what are you going to do for your birthday? What are you going to do for your birthday? I didn't make no plans. I just honestly was like, okay, just the fact of God giving me another day on this wicked earth that we live in, I was thankful for that. So, you know, I'm definitely blessed and highly flavored of, of having a good birthday. It was, it was, it was, um, how can I put this? It was calm, mellow, relaxing, and just appreciated. You know, I basically, um, I know people working, some people are not, being the fact that we're in quarantine, I really didn't do too much but say to myself and had a peace of mind, but you know, I really enjoyed that, so. That was my birthday on the 6th. I just want to know, how's everybody doing out there? We're still in this crazy pandemic with the president crap going on and the, the Karens around the world and all this crazy stuff. Like, how's everybody doing? How's my how's my queens? I'm just checking in, you know? Are you 100% okay mentally, physically, emotionally? 50% okay? You know, just checking in, seeing how everybody's doing. A lot of people say, oh, how's your day? But they really don't care because they just want to say something so they can respond. But this is me saying, you know what? I'm just checking in, make sure you're right. You know, anytime anyone wants to talk, like I always tell you guys, you could DM me. And I'm always open ears and open arms. And whatever we discuss will always be between you and I. It will stay. And um, I'm going to allow you to open up. And I'm going to open up as well. So... That's how everything is going down. So let's get into this episode. This episode is called Daddy's Little Girl. I got some stuff to tell y'all. Okay, so the reason why, what made me call this episode Daddy's Little Girl? I've been thinking, you know, the older you get, you start to reminisce and reflect on things you've had in your past and see where did it go? Did it follow you? Whether it was pain, trauma, happiness, at the age that you're in, or is it basically bringing you down? Is it, are you using it for positive, negative, whatever the case may be? So I think it was like maybe three weeks ago, my sister was up here. It was her birthday, and I wanted to, you know, sit down and have them on the podcast, right? So we started to get into like a discussion, and we're talking, we're going deep, and then the discussion of my father, our father came up, and um. I know, like, I'm I'm the youngest. Actually, I have a little sister that's younger than me. But, like, when it comes to, like, the oldest, the middle, I'm, like, you know, up there in my 30s and stuff like that. So I just say I'm the youngest out of them, too, as far as, like, you know, adult-wise, really, really getting up there. But um, make a long story short, so we just start discussing my father and how everything was going and, you know, what is it that has been traumatizing to me. And, you know, we're just saying what he didn't do what he did do when we were growing up. Was he there? Was he not there? Just a whole bunch of other stuff. Just different stuff you got to reflect on. So as we get deep into the conversation, you know, I know that um, I have some unfinished or un, 
you know, um, resolve issues when it comes to my dad. Um, I know that, but I didn't realize that it was taking such an effect on me that other people can see from the outside. You know, like I, I subconsciously, I say to myself, I'm quiet. I know me and what I feel about my father in that situation. Thinking, you know, sometimes you think you can keep it from the world and you're holding it together, you know. But in reality, you think nobody knows, but they really do. So you try so hard to hold things together and say it doesn't bother you. But then again, you say it and your actions shows difference. So that was the whole thing that we got into and just you know my sister both of them you know i know they care about me they love me and they genuinely worried about me so my sister was like you know you have to talk to daddy you have to talk to him like i did talk to him she was like no you really have to talk to him because you're going you're still angry for whatever daddy did or how the life was you know whatever you had going on in your life I tell people all the time, she was like, you always telling somebody you're okay, you over it. But in reality, you're not over it. You can't be over something that you never got to fully close, that wound. You just bandaged it. And if you're not taking care of it, it's still going to be a wound when you take the bandage off. So, you know, using that metaphor, that's the way the conversation went. And I'm like, well, you know what? I do have to call my dad. Because, you know, just a quick little summary, my dad wasn't in my life. He was actually, um, he was a drug user. So it took me time and time and time again to understand, like, I used to ask myself, well, what did I do? Well, how come he doesn't want me? Or why doesn't he love me? Or why didn't he want to be in my life? Like, what was wrong with that? Like, what did I do about that? And the older I got and the more I got to see his illness, it was like, okay, Nadira, it has nothing to do with you. Growing up, I believe every little girl wants to be a, a daddy's girl. So it's like, it had nothing to do with me. What it was is he was sick. And you don't realize how sick a person is until you grow up and you start to see things for what the world is really going on, like what it is. You know, your, your, your parents or your mom, whoever, will shelter you so they can keep you and not let you know what's going on in the outside world. But eventually you're going to get older and you're going to, you know, you're going to deal with it. But I had to basically say to myself, like, you know what? It has nothing to do with you. It's an illness. And when somebody's on drugs, they're no longer them. And when I say like the outer body could be them, but the mind, you know, the the mind, the heart, they're no longer them. It's a sickness that have control over them. So once I, you know, came to realization, like, okay, it wasn't him. It was a sickness that he couldn't control that was taken, that demon was taking over him. But even if I got that in my head, I still said to myself, but I still don't get it. Like, I don't get it. I understand you were sick. You was, but I really didn't get it. So that happened. And. That's how that was. He wasn't in my he wasn't in my life. He wasn't in none of my sister's life. And if he was, he was like in and out, in and out, in and out. But um, yeah, that's that's what it was. I, I had ans I need I had answers that I wanted to be answered and questions that I wanted to ask him and stuff like that. So maybe like a week before my birthday, I called him. And, you know, I really don't 
call my dad as much, but when or uh, he doesn't call me as much. But I tell you, I I will reply back to him when he texts me, or I will call him when he calls me if I'm busy or I can't talk. I would definitely always call him back. You never know. But um, so I goes. I said, you know what? I'm cleaning up the house. I said, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and just hit him up and just see if he could come over because he's never been to my house before, to this house I live in now. But I'm like, Yo, let me hit him up just to see, you know, if maybe this is the time to sit here and we could talk. So I called him and I, I text him. I didn't call him. I'm sorry. I text him. I text him and I was saying, you know, the text read like, you know, hey, dad. Or Matter of fact, I'm lying because I don't really call him dad. I, I don't. I try not to use no names. So it's not like being disrespectful, but then it's not like calling him dad. You know, so I just like just speak without giving a title to certain, you know, to our conversations or to who he is. So um, I hit him up like, you know what? I'm off Sunday. I would love for you, you know, to come by and come see my house and, you know, just see how I'm living so we could talk. Bam. So me. OK, so let me just tell you all before I even say so me. So I waited for him to reply. His reply was, oh, no, that's not going to work. So I said, okay, it's not going to work. All right. What do you mean it's not going to work? Is it because you work on a certain day or you, you, you know, like, what, what does it mean that you said it's not going to work? Oh, no, I'm not coming in, but you could come here. Okay. So you don't want to come to my house. I mean, right into my home. You don't want to come here, but I can go there. Okay. Um, sure. Whatever. Not gonna make a big deal either way it goes. I still my goal is to have this conversation with him, not to sit there and say, Oh, be upset because he couldn't come to me or I couldn't come to him. That wasn't the case. So I said, Okay, sure, no problem. Um, I come to you, what time? What time will you be free on Sunday? Well, and then he proceeds to say, Well, Saturday and Sunday is usually my days off and I just be relaxing. I go to church, you know, because I work doubles and stuff throughout the week. I said, okay, um, well, what time do you got at church? Oh, maybe four or something, but what you want to talk about? So I was like, I just want you to, you know, come so we can talk. I said, yeah, he was like, no, I want to know what you're talking about. So I'm like, okay. I was like, well, I, you know, I just wanted to basically just get closure for me. I need to talk to you about some things that happened. He's in, you know, what was going on with me. And his response was, well, I tell you this. I don't want to talk about my past because I am no longer there. I am no longer at my past and that's not who I am. And I'm trying to work on myself. And this is the way he was coming. So he was like, yeah, we're all adults. And, you know, we, we all just need to learn how to move on and just let that be. Because I don't want to keep feeling like I owe people an apology or I need to forgive myself about my past. So I was like, what? Immediately from that conversation and what he said, I felt like, wait a minute. You don't have the right to say that. You, you don't have the right to tell me that I cannot express my feelings about my past when it came to you. you this is something you caused. So if I'm coming to you about your past, if the shoe was on the other foot, I would have no choice but to listen because this is something that I did to you. 
And you may get closure or I may get closure, but I will still need to respect the fact that you need closure. Boom. So that's the way I would do it. So I'm saying to him, you know, like, I think that's selfish for you to say something like that. I think that's really selfish, especially when you caused it. You, out of all my sisters, anybody, all his kids, you should not even have the audacity to fix your mouth and say, I don't want to talk about my past because that's not fair. Why is it okay? You're, you don't want to talk about your past because you're working on you and you're, you're, you know, you're worried about you. But what, when does it come to a point that you worry about us? Because you've been, you've been doing you for your whole life. We was never a priority. We was never heard. We was never talked to. We was never questioned. So that, to me, when you look at it, I'm like, well, that's selfish. You've been taking care of you your whole life. So the moment that you decide that you want to get over that leap and you want to find closure, that's unfair to us because you're not giving us a chance to find that closure. We deserve to be heard. So whether we talk about your past, what you did, why you wasn't there, you have no choice but to listen and respect how we feel and take it in. Now, here's the thing. Once we get that off our chest, we don't have to bring it up no more. The way I'm looking at it. We don't got to bring it up no more. But you cannot tell someone, oh, I don't want to talk about it. We all grown. No. So it's like, okay, we're grown. You don't want to talk about it. So you forgave you. But what about us? What about me? Like, don't I deserve to be healed? Don't I deserve to get over things? Don't I deserve to, to look at things differently? Don't I deserve to... To, to want to start a relationship with you? Don't I deserve to, to be heard about my feelings and what you did to me and how traumatizing it was and how it kind of reflects on who I am today as a woman? Don't you think that? Do I not deserve that? That's selfish. So I kind of was just like, you know what? Maybe Maybe that time wasn't the right time. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe I just, you know, listened to my sisters and saying that I do need to talk to him. I think I have to pray about it first before I open that door and, and, you know, be willing to really listen to him and not listen to respond, but just to listen to, to, to basically deal with it, you know, just listen to let everything out and vice versa. It would be the same, but I know right now I'm not at that stage. I don't want to make it worse than what it is. So I figured, you know what, Nadira, it's not. Nobody lives forever, okay? But time is in your hands. It's when you're ready. Because if I don't get myself mentally prepared, it's going to be anger. It's going to be yelling. It's going to be all type of things instead of just sitting down and having a conversation. Mother, I mean, woman to man, daughter to father. So when it comes to that, um, I'm going to have to put, it back, put that in the backseat for a little bit. So, um... It's just hard because a lot of African-American women do deal with being in a single parent household. I'm not saying all because there are women who's in a two parent household who has a mother. She's doing this. The father's doing that every day. But majority of the time, when you see an African-American woman, she grew up with her mother. And if it wasn't with her mother, it was with her grandmother. So a lot of that anger and not being listened to and not being understood and not getting a chance to really express and find out what's going on, it builds in you. 
And then once it builds on you, it starts to trickle over to you. And it's like, even when you get older and you start dating, you're 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 gonna you're gonna date someone that that that's giving you that like that far the father figure because that's that's what you that's what you need. You didn't have that. So of course you're gonna go to that when you see a man, and and you know what? That's how African American women, that's how we, and I'm including myself, that's how we set ourselves up and we get hurt. Because instead of us trying to be with somebody, we go to people that we know that's no good for us. That's not going to treat us like nothing. That's not the person we need to be with. But they're still giving that farther figure. It's the feeling of being wanted by a man. It doesn't have to be nothing sexually. Your father's a man and you want it to be wanted by him. You wanted that feeling to be important to him. You wanted to have that thought like, okay, my dad is going to put me first. So it's all in wanting to be wanted by a man. So I'm sitting like, you know, yesterday I was saying to myself, I was talking to my lady and I said, um, wow. And, and this is a this is a thought I had like maybe two, three o'clock in the morning. I said, wow. I said, we focus on so much of, you know, having, I said, well, not even we, I'm going to speak for myself. Like I said, on this podcast, no matter what, I'm going to be 100% transparent. Because I can never expect someone to tell their life and open up to me if I can't give the same energy. So, you know, a lot of people may not like what I'm saying. A lot of people may not understand where I'm coming from. A lot of people may have their opinion on what what is going on and you shouldn't do this or this, that, and the third. But it's not for everybody to understand. And it's not for everybody to sit there and, and be told about it. This is my truth. And no one can tell your story better than you. I don't care what they assume. I don't care how long they've been knowing you. I don't care if they're your mother, your father. No one can tell your story better than you. So um, back to that. So I'm, you know, I'm just sitting. I'm like, wow. I focus so much on if not having my father and me being angry about that that I couldn't even see that I had a dad who gave me everything that I wanted from my father. I'm going to say that again. I said, wow. Me wanting my father so bad to be in my life and, and give him and, you know, just get love from him, appreciation, support, all that. I wanted from him, but I didn't even realize the whole time I was getting that. I was getting that from my dad, my mother, husband. I'm, I'm going to, no, not even that, my daddy. That's what he is. He's my daddy. I was getting that from him. Now that I think about it, like, wow. I really wish that my, my dad, he passed away. 20, 20, was it 2020? I think it was this year, February, he passed away. And um, I I feel, I feel as if like, you know, I'm just like, oh, Wow. If, if he was still here, I wish I could have told him that I get it and I appreciate it. And I, there's no need for me to look no further because you was here for me the whole time. You're my dad. Sometimes sometimes God put people in your life to fill a void that you're looking for from someone else. And you're so busy and we're so busy. We tend to try to, try to look it for, you know, coming from that person that we don't realize that it's right in front of our face. My mother, husband, my dad, he told me how to drive. He went to school dances. 
He he told me how to change tire. He told me he was there for me when I when I wanted to talk. He was there. I was his little I was his little mama. He was there for my son, his grandson. He was upset when I got pregnant, though. I ain't gonna lie. He was upset with me. But when I had my baby, he couldn't. They was like, boom. You couldn't get them away from each other. You know that was his baby. So it's just like he gave me joy. He showed me how I was supposed to be treated. And I said, and, and this is why we always have to, whatever you feel or you need to get out, you have to get it out because when it, when that person is gone, it's no longer like, oh, I should, I, I will. It's, it, it's more so, dang, I wish I could have when at the time we could have, but we're too busy chasing something else and not knowing like, hey, you don't have your biological father, but guess what? I'm going to give you a man that's going to love you more, that's going to give you respect, that's going to be there for you, that's going to teach you, that's going to love you, that's going to show you that you don't let no man treat you worse than when he's treating you. I had it the whole time. So that's, that's, that's you know, I advise anybody, if you got anything, get off your chest to, it, to whom, whoever it could be, do it. Don't wait too late because if you wait too late and God decides to take them back home, You'll be like me, wishing that I could say this or hoping that, you know, I just get one last thank you, daddy. I love you for being there or anything. It takes a big man to take on somebody else's child in trauma and make it theirs. It takes a real man to do so. It takes a strong man to say, you know what? You're not, you're, you're not my child. I married your mother, but guess what? I ain't gonna treat you no less than what I treat my child. Once I said I do to my, your mother, I do to you too. So, you know, it takes a lot and I commend him for that. And even though he's not here no more in body and flesh, I know that he's here in spirit. And daddy, let me just say, thank you. I appreciate you. I love you. And I miss you so much. You know, so that's how, you know, how that go. But I was thankful. I think at this point, uh, I've always wanted my dad to basically like, you know, build something with my child, my son, because you didn't have it with me. But I'm allowing you to have that chance to, you know what, make up like, OK, you can never make up what you and I went through or how you wasn't there for me. But don't let the cycle continue. So you mess up with me and I'm giving you an opportunity to make it good for my son. It's like, hey, this is I'm giving you the opportunity to get it together. But yet, it's still nothing. You know, so I just I just came to the, the point that I'm like, okay, I gotta you have to accept people for who they are and not who you think they should be or what they should do or what they should say. You have to the, like the God honest truth, you have to look through that person and say, you know what? I accept you for your flaws. I accept you for your nastiness, your selfishness. You have to you accept them for who they are because when somebody shows you, you better believe them. We can't put people on a pedestal because we tend to let ourselves down thinking when you have somebody so high up. That's not going to work like that. You know, so... I just basically wanted to let my ladies know, my queens, my young black princesses, that it's okay. It's oh, 
we get it. I ha- I didn't have a father either. I could relate. I know what it feels like to not have that. I know what it feels like to yearn to have that. I know what it feels like to, to even get older and you have so much anger inside of you. I know what that feels like. But I want to encourage everybody, listen, do me a favor. Take a step back and stop looking from one direction and pay attention all around you. And I guarantee you, majority of you guys going to say to yourself, damn, I had my daddy the whole time. When you're getting older, let me tell y'all, the rules of the game that we live in, that we play, it stays the same. The only thing that changes is the, is the gamer. That's the only thing that changed. So I can relate to a lot of girls. I can relate and understand when it comes to this being wannabe daddy girl. Listen, babes, love you. Love you. Because if you're searching for something that you need in your dad from another man, it's never going to get fulfilled. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Is it easy? No. Do you want to feel loved? Everybody want to feel loved. But sometimes you have to take a step back and say, you know what? I don't want someone to to continue to hurt me like he did because you're giving them a chance to do so. You're giving them that space to say, you know what? Oh, yeah, you could tell she's vulnerable or you could tell she ain't got no father, so I'm going to sit here and I'm going to X, Y, and Z. That's not what you need, baby girl. That's not what you need. If you have your dad and you're in contact with him and and you you guys may not talk every day and you may not be the best of father and daughter, you know, but speak up. You deserve to be heard. You deserve to be heard. You got to protect your heart so no man can sit there and come in and just treat you how they want to treat you. There's no way we should allow that, especially when we already got it from my dad. We, why would you give somebody another chance to get to do the same thing your dad did to you? How? That's not going to work. That's not going to work at all. You know, so like I said, it's not easy. But the older you get, you start to, you, you start to be real with yourself. And you look at things, you say, well, am I really dating him because I like him and he treats me good? Or am I dating him because I need a father figure? I want to feel loved by a man. I want to feel appreciated by a man. I want to feel, I want to feel, you know, anything, whatever, joy from a man. I want to feel wanted, period. Think about it. We're going to get it together. We're no longer going to be, and I'm going to make sure of this. We're we're no longer going to be a statistic of this world and, you know, little black females and they they want this and they want that and they can't get it because their dad is not there. And no, that's got to change. That's how, that got to change. I, I, I really don't want anybody to go through what I've been through. I've been there and I've done that and I know how it feels. And sometimes you can't stop people. Because a lot of times, people got to see for themselves how the grass isn't greener on the other side. But at the same time, I feel like if I get that one person, I can sit there and say, hey, check this out. Don't follow my footsteps. Go this way. 
I appreciate that with everything in me. That's all that matters. If I could teach one person, like, listen, I'm going to save you. I didn't been there. I know what that road leads to. I can tell you right now. I can sit here and pull it out and tell you step by step by step how it's going to go. I could definitely do that. Ain't nothing down there. Nah. You go that route, you hurt yourself for a long time. You go that route, you still won't be happy. You go that route, you still will be misunderstood. You go that route, you still won't be appreciated. You know, you have to have that work done within yourself. You don't want that to spill over to your relationship. And God forbid, if you have a child, you don't want that to spill over to him. Or your daughter. It's not what you want to do. So, you know, that's definitely something that we don't want to do. But um, I just, um, I don't know. I, I guess I just take it day by day. That's all I can do. And then hopefully I can come to a common ground to sit down and actually get how I feel about my 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 father off my chest because I don't want to hold this pain no more. I don't want to hold this bear no more. I don't want to to allow this to spill over in in into my relationship or or you know stuff like that. I, I don't want to I don't want to carry this weight anymore. I'm ready to release it. You know what I mean? So it's not it's not gonna be easy, but I know I'm gonna get I'm got I gotta get it off. I gotta get it off. Even for us, you know, women, it's kind of it becomes easy. Now, this is something that's not good to say, but it's the truth. A lot of times when you grow up in a single parent household and you have your mom and she has her kids, we tend to repeat that cycle. You see what I'm saying? Like we, we tend to say to ourselves, like, oh, when I grow up, I ain't going to never be dealing with somebody that can't be there for their kids or I'm not going to be a single parent. But you try so hard not to be that, that that's what you become. So what I'm saying as far as like, okay, my mother, she raised two daughters, me and my older sister. Okay. She, she had boyfriends, you know, her husband or whatever case may be. But at the end of the day, we were her kids. She took care of us. That's what she had. No father in a home. When my sister got older, she had her kids. She had relationships. She took care of the kids. This happened, that happened, but guess what? No father figure in her home. She's a single parent. Me, I've had my relationships. I've had this, I have that, but now what am I? I am a single parent with no father in the home. And the cycle has to, even my other sister, guess what? She's a single parent with no father in the home. Now, she used to. They used to. But when it all boils down, it's her and her kids. When, when do we break this cycle? When do we say, I don't want another young queen or another princess to, to go through what I had to experience? What, what can I do to make their experience lighter? easier. What, what can I do to say, hey, I'm not going to allow you to go down that road because I've been there and I've done that and I'm trying to tell you, ma, it ain't a good thing to do, sweetheart. It ain't a good thing to do. 
when do we stop that cycle? When do we say, okay, us this is not this is not normal. It's not normalized. You're supposed to have two parent homes. Don't think this is the only choice that you have is to be a single mother. Because that's not it. I, I tell people, you are not your past. And you are not what someone else had in their past. Or what your mother, your grandmother, whoever. You're not them. You have to write your story. You don't have to be like that. You don't have to be. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with it. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with it. But it would be much easier if you had a man in a household to help you. And you wouldn't feel like you was alone. Or you wouldn't feel like, you know, you needed help or you're doing it by yourself. Because you didn't make the baby by yourself. But yet we tend to take care of the baby, majority of us, by ourselves. That's not fair. So it's up to you to... To break that cycle to say, you know what? My mother didn't have a husband. I see my mother every day struggle to make ends meet for her kid. I will not allow that. I am going to get older, go to therapy, get my situations together, my thoughts, my mental, my physical, whatever I got to do. So when my child come, I'm going to show him. I'm prepared to let him know this is the way a family is supposed to be. So when you see, don't it's not supposed to be like that. It is like that, but you deserve to have both of your parents and not one. And we're gonna do whatever we gotta do to take care of you the right way. So therefore, when your child get older, they're gonna remember what you installed in them and what they seen in their household, and they then they're gonna go get it. And it's gonna be the same. They're gonna get married. They're gonna treat their wife good. They're gonna have a family. They're gonna work. They're gonna come home, spend time with the kids, etc., etc., etc. It got to start somewhere. It's got to start somewhere. We also got to keep in mind that parents, there's no rule book on being a parent. I don't care what people say. They write little biographies and, oh, little nap. No, there is not one, one rule book you could find in this world of being a parent. Because there's parents to... A 35-year-old kid, and there's parents like myself to a 14-year-old kid. And guess what? I am still learning stuff day by day when it comes to being a mother. And my mother is still learning stuff that she didn't know day by day when it comes to be a mother. It's growth. It's growth. It's growth, man. It ain't never easy. Any rule book on how to take care of a kid. They got steps. Some steps don't work. They tell you do this. That don't work. Oh, you should do this. That don't work. Uh, what about this? How come this chapter wasn't a book? How can nobody tell me how to deal with it when your, you know, your daughter so called, you know, talking back? Or how come nobody showed me how to deal with it when your son is afraid to show his emotions and you know, etc., etc., etc. Ain't no book to being a parent, man. Ain't no book. When you sit back and now that I'm a parent myself, I realize like, man, my mother and them ain't know what they was doing. They was just trying to do the best they could do. Or she was trying to do the best that she could do. I, I apologize for being so hard on her because guess what? She was trying. She didn't know. There's no rule book. So now me being a mother, I'm like, I get it. I get it. There's not a rule book. I didn't know, but I get it now. I get it. You know, so if you 
if you if your father's still living, if you speak to him every now and then, if you don't speak to him but you know where he at, or whatever case may be, you pray, you get it together, you ask God to give you strength, and you go let it out and you go talk to him. Because I guarantee you, you are going to feel like so much weight is lifted off your shoulders. You will realize like, wow, here I am mad at my dad for X, Y, and Z. And look, he didn't know. Or, you know, he didn't see how or whatever case may be. You know, I got to make sure to let y'all know we all deserve to be heard. Period. You're a woman, you're beautiful, you're intelligent, you all the above. You fine, your melanin popping, you deserve to be heard. You and your natural hair, whatever you got going on. And you, we got to make sure they're going to hear us. Don't silence, you speak your mind. You speak your mind and say, you know what? If it ain't right, I don't care who it is. Your boyfriend, your cousin, if you feel like that's not right, then it ain't right. You speak how you feel because, like I said, can nobody tell you your truth but you. You know? So, yeah, you know, getting get all that. And, um, you know, so I'm I'm definitely, um, I'm going to get it together, you guys. I'm going to get it together. So, you know, I just wanted to let you guys know that, like I said before, anytime that you wanted to talk or vent, you could DM me. But you know, I got my Facebook page, I got my um my Instagram page. For Instagram, you can go to my regular page is nah ny underscore black at Instagram, or you can go to for her page, which is the number four H E R Q U E E N Z Queens. That's how I say it for her queens, which is for H E R Q U E E N Z. At Instagram, or you can go to Facebook where the name is for, which is the number, capital H-E-R, for her. Don't be afraid, man. Like, I need y'all to reach out to me. I need y'all to want to be heard. I need y'all to speak your truth. Anything, anything, it doesn't matter what it is. You need to speak your truth. You have to be heard. You You demand to be heard. You deserve to be heard. You deserve to be respected. You got a voice. Use it. You don't have to front and be like, oh, I'm okay. Nah, take that mask off because in reality, we all ain't okay. <laughs> With all this shit going on, we we all not okay. And if somebody tell you, oh, I'm okay, they lying. Because this is taking the toll on everybody. It's a lot at once. It's the pandemic. It's the Black Lives Matter. It's the killings. It's, it's a whole bunch of stuff going on. And even though you feel like it's not affecting you, Baby, <laughs> it's affecting you. It's affecting you. It's affecting your house. It's affecting your kids. It's affecting you. Take that mask off. You ain't got to be perfect. Nobody's perfect. God didn't make us perfect. Every piece of our body part, one longer than the other, one smaller than the other. Nobody is meant to be equal and perfect. Take that mask off, sis. Speak up, you know, want to be heard. That's what we're going to do. So, um... You know, I, I basically, I like to, uh, I like to go out on the last of the episode and I always want to, you know, first I'm going to leave you guys a quote. I guess well not first, but the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to always go back and I'm going to say, what is something, 
if you could tell your younger self something from yourself today, what would it be? What is something I could tell? If I can go back into time, what is something I tell my younger self that I know today? Huh, let me see. What is something I could tell myself if I go back? What I've learned today. I would tell myself that the daddy you was looking for, you had it the whole time. Hmm. <laughs> You was loved. You was appreciated. Everything you was looking for, you had it. I would tell myself that. If I can go back, I would tell myself that. You had it. Yeah. I, I would tell myself to step. Sometimes you have to step back and see everything you have in front of you. Because it's a lot. Even when you don't think it is. You too busy focused on what's over there. Everything you want is in front of you. That's what I would tell myself. Exactly. Yep. Just like that. So, you know, I want to go to the um to the quote of the day. And I always want to go out with a quote. And I want to say, um, this quote, it kind of stuck out to me. Like, wow, this is this is pretty cool. That comes with the topic, daddies, you know, being a daddy's girl and 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 wanting that and yearning that that you know that love or from a man or even being happy or or unhappy and unsettled. My quote is. It's okay to cry a river. Just remember to build your bridge to get over it. Y'all hear me? Check this out. It's okay to cry you a river. When you get finished crying your river, remember to build you your bridge so you can get over that river you didn't cry. And once you do that, that's growth. You leave what's in the past in the past, and you live for your future and for the now. So, you guys, um, I appreciate you guys listening, hearing me out. I will be coming with another episode really soon. Um, I'm excited about that. Uh, I appreciate the listens. I appreciate the 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 tags I appreciate the you know forwarding my page or telling people about me or whatever's going on whether it's one person two people or maybe it's just me thinking that it's happening but it's not but whatever it is I appreciate it from everyone and um I love you guys I genuinely love my ladies my queens my princesses I love all you melanin light skin melanin dark skin melanin chocolate whatever, nutmeg, meddling, almond, whatever it is. I love you, ladies, and um, I will come back to you guys next week. Have a good one. Mwah.